number of people that it touched that we knew very well and others who are still battling um, the things that uh, the virus did to their lungs or, or whatever, however it touched them. This thing seems to hit people in different ways. Some people barely got it. Some people tested positive. Don't know why they tested positive because they never had a sniffle. We saw the politicization of the just politicizing, I should say, of the the virus and and, and how that was done and trying to shut churches down. Um, I don't care who you are. If you can't agree with that, then then you you don't really understand what all's taken place in these past few months. Uh, California, especially the way they hit it, um, trying to shut down major major uh, churches, but yet you can still go to bars and. Uh, and, and, and everything else is just, it's, it's insane the way things are done today. But, you know, we know that it was real. We see 2020 and we, we're just like, man, if we can just put it behind us. But before we put it behind us, we kind of need to learn some things. And one of the things we need to learn is the fact that God is still on his throne. He has not been moved. He is not shaken. He is not sitting there worried about uh, what's going to happen in 2021. He already knows what's going to happen. He is all-knowing. And yet, with all the confusion, he has not taken the grace of Christ away from us. He has not taken the cross away from us. That is still there for anyone who will believe. Y'all believe that? I, I do. I totally believe that if you have faith in what Christ did for us upon the cross, that it's still good for us. 2020 didn't change our eternity. It changed the way we live some. I'll be honest with you. Some things it changed I kind of liked. The malls weren't so crowded, right? That was kind of nice. You didn't have to wait in line as long. And when you go out to eat, if you braved that, if you, if you were willing to go. But one thing I hate about 2020 is it has disrupted the churches. It has put fear in people. And I believe that we should be mindful. Uh, we, should, we should be thoughtful of how uh, we live and how we interact with people. But, but folks, I'm telling you, there are a lot of people who we will never see back in the doors of a church simply because of this virus. And that's sad. What else I found out Marriages can survive COVID, right? Barely. Barely, but you can survive it, right? It is just crazy. There were points that my wife would look at me and she would say, don't you need to go to the woods? Don't you need to go and get out and do your thing and, and, and just go? And, and, uh, and then there would be times she'd look at me and she would say, I just need to go shop. And I would ask with whose credit card, right? And I mean, it's just kind of one of those things. But uh, COVID, it, it had an effect on us. But you know, if we look at scripture, we realize that 2020 needs to be like every other year. We got to deal with it. We got to put it behind us and we got to look forward to what's coming. What if we don't make it to 2021? What, what if Christ came back today? 2020 will not change your eternity. You're either right with God or you're not. If you have your Bible, I want you to turn to Philippians chapter 3. Let's stand together as we read from God's word. 
not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on. That I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are, what is that word? Behind. Aren't you thankful that 2020 is almost behind us? It says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are what? Ahead. I press. Folks, we're talking here that, that this is not something that is easy. He's not saying that he... He strolls. He says, I press on. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Listen, if you're walking with God, I'm going to tell you it's not a stroll. It's not a leisurely stroll. It is, it is pressing. It is, it is hard at times. He says, therefore, let us as many as are mature have this mind. And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. Father, we ask this morning that you uh, here at Pine Island Baptist Church, God, for those of us who fellowship here, for those of us who are members here, for those of us who listen online or however we are a part of Pine Island, God, may we all have the same mind to, to let go of the past, to press towards the future, trusting that heaven is enough. And Lord God, may we grow this year in 2021. May we mature, God, in you. May there not be any more 50, 60, 70-year-old babes in Christ. But instead, Lord, may we be faithful, growing daily in Christ, maturing to that point that, God, we're not ashamed of the gospel and we're not afraid to share it. Praying for others, not just saying, I'll pray for you, but actually putting our hands upon them and praying for them. God, may we mature in Christ this year. We pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. Now, let me just share this, that Paul, he is one of those people that you look at and you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that this man was changed. He went from persecuting the Christian to becoming one of the greatest Christians to ever walk upon this earth. He understood that. He knew how people viewed him. He knew that people looked at him as a spiritual giant. And so he writes to the church at Philippi. He says, not that I have already attained or am already perfected. He knew. Remember, there were other parts of Scripture where he was like, man, why in the world do I choose to do the things I shouldn't do when I know the things I ought to do? How many of you ever have been there? You knew the right answer, but you chose the wrong one, right? And, and so Paul understood this. He says, listen, I'm not already perfected. He said, but one thing I do, I press on. It is not an easy walk, but it is something that I push myself to. He uses press here a number of times. It is something that he is saying, this is hard, this is tough, but I'm going to continue on. He says that I may lay hold of 
of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. I do not want to tread upon the cross. I do not want to tread upon the blood of Christ. I want to walk worthy of what Christ did for me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. He hasn't grabbed it. It's not there. But one thing he says, I count myself, I do, forgetting those things which are behind. What are those things that are behind? What are, what are we looking at in the past? Well, for me personally, one of the things that I know I need to deal with for the, from 2020 is I need to deal with, one, a bad attitude. Anybody have a bad attitude in 2020? Just say amen if you had a bad attitude in 2020. Good. If your spouse did not amen, reach over and pinch their leg, and I'm going to ask this again. Okay, ready? One, two, three. How many of you had a bad attitude in 2020? Say amen. amen. Don't pinch so hard. Okay, they knew that. They had it coming. How many of you would say that in 2020 you struggle with things that you haven't struggled with in years? And, and it's just, it was a crazy, crazy year. So, so there comes a point where we have to realize that in 2020, in order to let it go, there are some things we've got to repent from and confess. There are some things that we've got to do, and one of those is that confession and repent. We've got to come to that place of saying, God, I, I know that I'm not right, and I've got to get these things right. I've got to confess these things. I've got to repent from these things. There are some things that maybe you need to, to share with someone um, that, that you've hurt somebody that you've done something against, and you need to go back And you need to make that right with that person. Maybe there are some things that you know that you did at work that you need to go back and say, you know what, I need to confess this to you. Maybe there are some things that you have said under your breath that you thought nobody else heard. Anybody guilty of that in 2020? (laughs) Don't say amen, say oh me, right? We said those things where we thought nobody heard us. The problem is, is that God hears everything, including our, you ready for this? Our thoughts. How many of you thought something in 2020 you know you shouldn't have thought, right? Yeah. So we need to go back and we need to confess this. We need to repent. We need to get right with God in order for this to take place. So this morning what I've asked some of our men to do in our church is I've asked them to come up and to share their sins of 2020. Um, And the first person that's going to do that this morning is Robert Smith. Y'all thought I was kidding, huh? Christy's going to make sure he does it right. So come on, Christy. No. What I've asked these men to do is come this morning and read some scripture and pray after they read. After they've shared some things, I want them to be able to do that and just to, to come to that place of saying, hey, this is where we are as a church. And so I want you to listen to the scripture that Robert's about to share with us. And then I want you to bow your head. As a matter of fact, we're going to stand when he, not now, but when he prays, we're going to stand together, okay? Let's let him go ahead and he's going to read for us this morning. And I'm trusting that you've, you know, you've got a whole list of sins you're ready to confess. Okay, we're ready. So I have Psalms 51. Um. This is at the core, to me, of what separates uh, we Christians from the rest of the world. It says, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. 
according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. And you, you only, have I sinned. And done what is evil in your sight, so that you are proved right when you speak, and justified when you judge. Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Surely you desire truth in the inner parts. You teach me wisdom in the inmost place. Cleanse me with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my inequity. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will turn back to you. Save me from blood guilt, O God. The God who saves me and my tongue will sing your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not delight in sacrifice or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O God, will you not despise? In your good pleasure, make Zion prosper. Build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then there will be righteous sacrifices, whole burnt offerings to delight you. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. Let's stand and pray. Heavenly Father, this morning we come to you with broken hearts. As we look inward and we see who we really are and we see the sin that plays out in our lives, Lord, we we come to you, we present it to you, we offer it to you, asking for forgiveness, knowing that all of us are nothing more than sinners and there's nothing we can do. But the one thing we can do is give it to you and get on our knees and praise you as our King and our Lord. Lord, we ask that you guide our steps this next year and help us to go forward with a broken heart, knowing that it's going to be healed through you and that we can let everyone else in 2021 know that you are the way, the truth, and the life. Lord, we love you, and we're so thankful for this season that we see the hope that is all through you. It is in your name, Heavenly Father, that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. So we deal with the past. We deal with the fact that we have sin that we need to confess. Then he says this, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. There's two ways to look at this. There's that prize of being changed here upon the earth. There's that prize of being constantly uh, a work in progress. And 2020 should have reminded us that none of us have attained it yet. There is a work in progress. We are constantly being sanctified daily. And the more that we're in the word of God, the greater we, uh, we are changed. And it is that place, as Doug prayed earlier about, coming to God first. We do that when we realize that he is truly our only hope. There is no other hope than Christ. And so when Robert prays this prayer of repentance, we now can look forward to that place, to that promise. The other part of this is 
heaven. The beautiful, beautiful place of heaven. And, and I want to share this with you, and I, I'm sure that it's okay, but one of the things, uh, of course, we, we've seen so many funerals here lately, and one of the things that both uh, or all three of the families had in common that, I have, that I've dealt with in the past three weeks is this. They all had the peace of heaven. Every single one of them could deal with their loss because they knew that their loved one was exactly where they desired to be. There is a place where they're no longer trapped in that body because God has promised them something greater. So we press toward the goal of the prize of the upward calling God in Christ Jesus. We, we look to, towards heaven because of what God has given us and promised us. And so this morning as we look to heaven, I want to read to you out of Revelation Revelation chapter uh, 21. And Noah's going to come and he's going to pray, lead us in prayer after I read this. But Revelation 21 says, Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea. Can I tell you the good news about that? Sea in the Bible is separation. Y'all got that? If there's no more sea, guess who we're no longer separated from? There's no separation between us and God. Is that not, that, that should like excite us. He says, then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself, and I love this, will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear. From their eyes. How many of you get tired of the tears? You get tired of the funerals. You get tired of the death. You get tired of the hurt and the pain. The Bible says God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And there shall be no more death. You know why there's no more death? Because there's no more sin in heaven. You know why there's no more sin? Because there's no more temptation. Nor sorrow. Nor crying. There shall be no more pain. Now, this is what I love about heaven. For the former things have passed away. There will be no more 2020s. There will be no more world wars. There will be no more famine. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega and the beginning and the end. Aren't you glad it doesn't start and end with us, fallible humans, but the infallible God? I will give the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. Folks, there are some of you here this morning who perhaps you keep trying to figure out life. You keep thinking, If I just go to church, if I just go to church, listen. Church cannot quench your thirst, but Jesus Christ can. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Well, Brother Tom, I want to I be an overcomer. That's great. You can try as hard as you want to, but until you realize you can't be an overcomer, you never will be. You and I can't do this on our own. It is by the grace of God.
but the cowardly, the unbelieving, the abominable murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls filled with seven last plagues came to me and talked with me saying, Come, I will show you the bride, the lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. Her light was like the most precious stone, like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. Also, she had a a great and high wall with 12 gates and 12 angels at the gates and names written on them, which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel, three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, and three gates on the west. Now the wall of the city had 12 foundations, and on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. And he who talked with me had a gold reed to measure the city, its gates and its walls. The city is laid out as a square. Its length is as great as its breadth. And he measured the city with the reed, 12,000 furlongs. The length, breadth, and height are equal. Then he measured its wall, 144 cubits, according to the measure of a man, that is, of an angel. The construction of its wall was jasper, and the city was pure gold, like glass. We have something to look forward to, amen? Noah, would you come? Let's pray. Father, what an amazing picture. I'm listening to your word, I think of perfection, something we can't comprehend. Every every side of it, every corner of it, perfectly made by you. Final dwelling place for your saints, us. We look forward to that. Father, a year like 2020, we can complain and all the bad things and unfair things and ultimately we can think about that but let us just raise those thoughts and memories and um, look forward to your promise truly we deserve everything we're getting we have looked away from you to look forward to you that promise of heaven that perfect place made for us for your church one day you will come back as promised the word says so we need to believe that and we need to pray that we can understand that through those words of revelation things that we might not see clear but your ways are higher than our than our ways it's real it's there it's waiting for us we will be there one day we will be able to see that perfection and there's going to be more pain and tears there's not going to be joy and worship Father just pray that that will be in our hearts and our minds we will talk about that pray about that with our spouses our children everywhere we just focus on you and what the future brings us Father Amen. Amen. 
finally we see, as we continue to read there in the scripture, it says, therefore, let us as many as are mature have this mind. And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal the, even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. I pray that 2021, that it'll start today in, in the, at the last part of 2020, that we will be a church that will grow, that we will mature, that we will be people who will share the gospel that we will not be ashamed of it, that we will pray, that we will seek God above all things. Um, one of the things that I ask our church often to do, and it's something that I, I think is a sign of maturity, we don't tell people that we're going to pray for them. Instead, we pray for them. Right there on the spot. We lift them up in prayer. And who we are at church is who we are at work. Who we are at church is who we are in our homes. And this is a struggle for all of us, including the fellow that's standing here in this pulpit. It is a reminder to us of the fact that, that we need uh, to grow in Christ, mature, and, and become the people that God has called us to be. A lot of us keep um, taking a step forward and then two steps back. That's not maturity. Maturity is moving forward. Maturity is, is when you do take a step back, you do everything you can to then leap forward. Not just take a step, but literally to leap forward, to go as far as you can on the next step because you don't want to go backwards. Maturity is I want my language to change. I want my mindset to change. I, I don't want to be angry. I don't want to let things get to me and bother me as they have in the past. Maturity is, is sharing your faith. Maturity is praying with others. Maturity is looking forward to heaven. By the time you don't understand that my job or where I serve or whatever I do, the language there, I, I can't help it. Well, a mature Christian helps it. They learn to hold their tongue. They learn not to express themselves in such a negative way. Husbands, may we become the men that God called us to be. Wives, may you become the women that God called you to be. Children, obey your parents, even if you don't like what they're telling you to do. Show respect and honor your parents in 2021. You don't like something your teacher does? Get over it. They're in your authority. Those of us who have older parents, honor your mother and father. Even though they might get a little honorary as they get older. We'll probably get the same way. Well, a lot of y'all will. Some of us already are. <laughs> but the truth is, we need to mature and grow in 2021. We are blessed with a church that's very active in the community. But folks, we need to be a church that can be 
looked upon, trusted. When times are tough, they can look to us because we are mature. We are growing. I want this community to look at us and know that they can trust that our word is good. I want this community to look at us and know that those who are from this church are going to be leaders in their communities, at their jobs. If you are a boss or if you own a company, people ought to be able to look at you and say, you know what, I can go and talk to that man about anything, that woman about anything, and I will know that it will stay there. Don't be afraid to pray with your employees. Show Christ in all that you do. Let us grow in 2021. And at that, with that being said, I'm going to ask if you would come. And after he, uh, as he prays, you go ahead and stand. And then after he prays, remain standing and we will sing our hymn of invitation. Yeah, y'all might as well stand for the reading of God's word too. I like that. Go ahead, buddy. All right, reading from Galatians 5, 16 through 23. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desire against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another, so that you may not do the things that you please. But if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these, of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you, that those who practice such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there's no law. Father, those of us who have trusted you, who belong to you, we ask you, Lord, for a renewed a spirit of desire for, for maturity, to walk with you. And just like Brother Tom said, for, for the men, for the husbands, the fathers, and the potential husbands and fathers, that we, would, that we would understand the times and we would know what we should do. These days you've, you've given to us and you've called us to, Lord, that we'd be ready and that we would not be content with, a, with a, a, a good old boy Christianity where it's just a, just a Bible Belt Christianity where we go to church and we, we, we say we belong to you, but we don't. And we don't care to know you. We ask that your spirit, Lord, would not allow us to be content with that. And for those who have not trusted you, Lord, we pray for conviction. As we, as we see the day approaching, Lord, the day of the Lord, that the time is getting short. The day of grace is coming to a close. We pray for salvation. We pray for your conviction and that we, your people, would be faithful to carry the gospel. And to live an example that those who are searching would know where to look. They would recognize you and us, and they would they would know where to go. Lord, help us to make the time, and remind us by your Spirit, Lord, to get into your Word. And as we study your Word, please give us wisdom and understanding. And we ask you this, knowing this is your will for your church, Lord, that we would be mature and that we would grow. 
We can read in the Bible where Paul got on to churches for not being mature. There were things he wanted to teach them, but they weren't ready. Help us, Lord, not to be okay with that. Help us not to be intimidated by your word, Lord, and by the things that we don't understand, but instead just to get into it and to, to prayerfully trust you to teach us and to train us by your spirit, Lord. Help us to sharpen each other and disciple each other, Father, and not to neglect each other. It's getting easy to neglect each other with all the restrictions going on, Lord. Let us as Christians not accept that, Father. We love you and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.